Welcome to Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus, a salty, slightly cynical account of epilepsy and neurological disorders, the synaptic jolts that short-circuit one's world, and a search for answers in efforts to rewire the mind and create a new life. Oh, and a whole lot of tangents. And now, Seizure Salad, with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah indoors. There's no secret sauce uh, that is now available because the pandemic is just reinforced forcing what we've always known right right and if you've been working on the tools then it's it'll be there for you mm -hmm. it's uh this is very much this is very much like uh this is very much like acting um like singing like um like p playing piano or any other instrument um you're not gonna you're not gonna be invited to carnegie hall but be, just because you bought a fucking violin, yeah. um, you need to, you need to practice, you need yeah. to practice so that when that invitation comes, you're ready. Yeah. Um, when, when you're in front of the crowd, you need to be able to play as well in front of 10,000 as, as you do in front of the mirror at home. Um, and that's a bad analogy really, because that's, that's kind of a different side of the coin, but it's true. Yeah. Uh, same thing. Emergency preparedness. You know, you don't think firefighters train forever. Um, you know, you don't you don't buy the firefighter costume or take the test on paper and say, "Now I'm a firefighter." Mm -hmm. You gotta go through those things. So when the emergency situations arise, you have ingrained motor function. Mental is a motor skill. Emotional, mental that is a motor function skill. Um, yeah. To be able to deal with that stuff with minimal franticness so yeah i mean if you're trying to figure out how to deal with extreme stress while you're experiencing extreme stress i mean <laughs> it, it's it's going to be brutal you need to have that plan ahead of time and and within the epilepsy community i feel like uh, at least I'll, I'll speak for myself i feel a great responsibility to model that to other people because i feel extremely fortunate that my seizures are well controlled with medication and the right lifestyle but not everyone is like that I, I work with a lot of individuals who you know if they forget to put their helmet on before they stand up they, they could you know be in the er because of a, a cracked skull or something and so when i think of those individuals i feel this responsibility of i need to be modeling to the world that people living with epilepsy can can do you know all the same things or for the most part uh, but also pointing inward to the epilepsy community hey this is what you do to take care of yourself and it means taking care of your community and modeling good behavior to them and it's cyclical by doing that i'm taking care of myself when i'm modeling hopefully to someone else to do the same thing and that it's okay to say I need to take some time for myself or I need to le learn new cognitive behavioral techniques or mindfulness exercises or whatever. But uh, I, I feel a real responsibility there because I feel so fortunate with uh, the way my seizures are controlled. It's, right. it's something that is crucial to my self identity and my, you know, happiness hygiene plan. Uh, but all of us who have epilepsy and who can do more, I, I hope they see that as a purpose because again, purpose drives our life. Right, right. And you're, you know, the happiness hygiene plan, that's something that we had mentioned talking to Mason and stuff, uh, that and, and your enrichment, um, 
your enrichment menus, things like that, the little, the little cues and stuff. If you practice that yeah. mindfully, uh, not only, not only will, will, um, other people within the epilepsy community, um, you can, you can help model yourself for them, but also for the people, uh, in the periphery of your community that may or may not have epilepsy, but who are going to need at one point or another to understand, they may understand kind of, but mm -hmm. if you get into the habit of modeling and showing outwardly what you need, um, then they'll begin to like the new housemate situation. You know, at first you move in and if you don't communicate that need, that balance, um, the triggers, the stressors, then they're not going to know how to ha help you. And you're going to end up the yeah. first five days hiding out in your room, you know, under the covers yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. And like we had talked about. So when you start modeling the, the, this is how I balance. And once he realized that I need to be very careful about the portions of my food and the time of which I eat it. Otherwise I will over overload myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and when he started to realize about the visual stuff and, and that photo sensory stuff is a big trigger for me. Um, all of a sudden it's like, if, if, if I try and make it not a big deal, then it's going to continue. But if I, if I am true with myself, and if I'm true with him, then the then the community, the the extended community beyond your intimate caregiver mm -hmm. circle and your your direct support network will begin to understand. So yeah. that's that's a great yeah. thing. And one of the nice things about a place like Glenwood Springs is that's going to spread to the rest of the town eventually. Hopefully. Well, and you're right because I think yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm already kind of uh, this pain or this annoyance or, you know, this burden on others. And so, you know, I'm not going to tell them what I need. Well, right. like you just said, that, that takes you down a path where bad things are going to happen and they're going to have to deal with it anyway. So why not from the beginning be a little bit more assertive? I mean, don't be a jerk saying this is what I need and you're going to do it, but just help them understand that this is what puts me on the best course of, so we don't have to deal with anything more significant, but I feel like so many people with epilepsy are, are retreating and becoming wallflowers because they don't want to be seen differently or don't want to feel like they're a burden on people. But if you're not explaining to the world what you need, no one else is going to do that for you. And you're more than likely going to end up uh, you know, having a seizure or something else. And if you haven't prepared the people around you or the people you care about, it can be pretty impactful for them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's my biggest, um, that's the thing I fight the most right now is because I, uh, I do get to tend. Um, I think we've touched upon this a few times, that whole toxic mac masculinity type. Um, I, yeah. I, I can't ask for help, help. That's, that's a sign of weakness. I'm not going to do it. Um, so I, I just retreat. I'm that wallflower type and it's, um, fighting so hard to try and get over that. Um, and the, these sessions talking with you, um, talking with, with other, um, with other foster clock epilepticus mm -hmm. family. Uh, it's, it's really starting to help. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Uh, and and I, I know, 
Oh, go well, on. no, I, I think the, the two flip sides there, cause I know, you know, I think you work with the FCO's kind of mentor mentee process. Yeah. Uh, and I believe you have a, a mentor. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. I, I think it would also be good if you have the time or if you're interested, I, I think you could be a mentor to people, uh, you know, especially maybe younger individuals who, even if they've lived with it longer, they probably don't know many adults who have been able to maintain or, uh, you know, at least keep their head above water uh, with epilepsy. I think so many of them see this as, um, for lack of a better term, you know, kind of a death sentence on their dreams and everything they want to do and being able to just show, yeah, epilepsy changes our life, but it isn't our entire life. I think yeah. helps them, but also uh, helping others helps us. I mean, that, that's truly why I became a therapist and how I got my epilepsy under control is when I started volunteering in undergrad. Uh, it, it changed everything for me. I turned the corner. And so for those reasons, I think if you're open to it and you have the time, you could benefit someone else and continue to you know, benefit yourself. I, you know, I, I, I would be happy to talk to you and, and FCO about this for sure. Um, I think Wendy, cause I know Leah, I know Leah is, is yep, moving she's on. She's gone. Yeah. Yeah. But she's still kind of connected as you saw. Right. But yeah, Wendy's right. definitely the, uh, the one that will, kind of guide everybody in that process and, and if others are interested in it, it it's a really neat process um, it is it so. is really amazing um my mentor is is so great i you know we agreed on every other week um you can sometimes you know it's it's kind of a um, individualistic you and your mentor or mentee mm. kind of work your best schedule between the two of you so it's not really a set thing that that fco does which is really cool yeah um and uh you know, my mentor has has made made herself available to talk. Like, if, if something's really hitting the fan, if I'm uh, if I'm in a really bad place, she's she says call her anytime. Send a send a message. Send an email. Um, and you know, she's close to my age, about the same age. Um, very similar. She's she's one of those ten percenters that's got epilepsy and NES. Mm, okay. um, and very similar type of epilepsy too. So, so yeah, the, the foundation does their best in the mentor-mentee program to pair as close as they can uh, people with very similar types of epilepsy, um, as yeah. close as they can. And then um, age-wise or condition-wise, you know, they, they try and, and get it as best as possible. Um, and sometimes they pair mentees together, and that's pretty cool too. Yeah, that's really cool. But yeah, I was a little bit hesitant at first, um, but I found that my mentor has helped me through some really tough moments emotionally, through some really big choices. Um, kind of, you had mentioned earlier about really digging down to discern between those those root decisions and and kind of getting through the peripheral stuff. Mm -hmm. um, she really helped me out. She really helped me. Um, make that process a lot clearer, bring a lot of clarity to that. Yes. Uh, so yeah, anybody who's going through some rough, rough stuff, uh, any, any fellow, uh, fellow folk out there with epilepsy that, that would like a little bit of support. That's a great place to start. That is a it great, is. yeah, yeah. Um, epilepsycolorado.org. That's the website to check out for that one. Yes. Right. 
And uh, yeah, the the last thing I'll uh, add because I know we're quickly running out of time, but sure. something that I think it would be cool for your uh, seizure salad Facebook group to to do answer a few questions in terms of uh, you know what do they do in the moment to reduce their stress because they need to have that kind of you know almost like the uh, emergency uh, recovery medications or whatever. You know, what stress techniques do you use in the moment? What do you do on an ongoing basis? And then something that we haven't talked about that I think is, you know, key, uh, not only during the holidays, but year round is how do you show gratitude? Because gratitude has been shown to be so uh, uplifting for our mindset and our, uh, you know, thought process. And it's something that is super simple. I, uh, Again, I, I'm not perfect at it, but I saw an opportunity last week with a coworker that uh, we're kind of uh, frenemies <laughs> in terms of when when things align, we'll be nice to each other, but when not, uh, we have no problem going the other direction. But she sent out some, this email to the whole uh, work team, and, and her organization is, is just incredible. And so I saw an opportunity to just send her a note one on one and just say. You know, I've always been so impressed with your organization skills. And, you know, this is one of the reasons why it's so needed on our team. And it, it took, honestly, a minute and a half to do it. Uh, she responded immediately and was so excited to, to get it. And, uh, and it made me feel good. Obviously, I'm, I'm still talking about it. And so it's those moments that we can find to be gracious and grateful, even if it's within someone that we don't always see eye to eye with. I think if we even stop just for a few minutes and think about it, we can find something in them that we're grateful for that either betters our life or betters, you know, the world. Uh, so I, I think it'd be great to ask your, your group just that, what do you do stress wise and how do you show gratitude? Because yeah. oftentimes people with epilepsy don't think about how do you express gratitude? We're just in our heads, you know, life is so different for us and difficult and everything. Well, we, we can be models. We, we can, you know, send cards out to people saying, I'm so thankful to have you in our life. And think of, instead of them seeing us as, ah, oh, you know, we have to deal with them in their epilepsy. It's more of, man, Micah has epilepsy and he's dealing with all this, yet he's still reaching out and telling us what he's grateful for. I mean, think of how that changes their thought process too about you. So I don't know. I, I think those things during this time are important to think about, but it can't die after you know January. Gratitude has to be part of it year round. Yes, it, it needs to be cultivated into a daily practice. I, I agree. But gratitude, that, uh, yeah, that's that's... I, I can't think of a better way to uh, end the Christmas um, yeah. teaser salad episode, Mark. I think that's brilliant. That's well, it. I'm grateful for you. I know uh, we, we've only known each other like a, a couple months now, but every time we talk, I, I feel like I gain something for, from it. So you are definitely one of the highlights of 2020. Thank you, man. And I feel the same way, Mark. I, I am truly grateful for you. Um, I think you bring a, uh, a level of hope uh, and a level of insight to Caesar salad that every, I know that all my co-hosts appreciate it. And I know that a lot of our, uh, listeners appreciate it too. I personally appreciate it greatly. So I, uh, yeah. I look forward to more seizing life, yes. uh, installments on Caesar salad coming the new year, man. 
Sounds good. Well, until then, um, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Merry Everything. Um, there you go. Yeah, and we'll talk soon. All right, all right. Drive fast, take chances, not on ice. <laughs> Actually, don't, don't. Not this time yeah. of year. Yeah, not this time of year. You don't not want to be in the hospital. Why don't you stay home, <laughs> enjoy friends and family in a nice warm fire. Still got to unexpect the expected. Yep. But uh, send, send some texts out telling people you're grateful for them. Exactly. Be grateful. Be grateful. All yep. right. Mark, you take care, bro. You too. Talk to you later, Micah. We'll talk to you real soon. And thank you, friends, family, and uh, random fuster cluckery out there. We'll talk to you next time. You're on Caesar Salad. Be good to yourselves and each other. Cause that's cool.